All right, everybody, as promised, we are here with a tidbit for our code challenge slash news app. And we've coined the term at the moment, uh, no BS news for Reddit. That's the name of the app that we're going for. That's the name of the app that we're planning on using, uh, barring any sort of issue that we come up with. And we're going to be discussing today what we'll be doing in the code challenge uh, will be this is a this is a tidbit episode, of course, since it is a rather short episode. And as a result, some of the stuff in this may change because we're just going to it's basically almost like our web news section where we have a conversation, but it'll be specific about this. Now, I've written up a document that contains uh, an abstract, the situation, the problem and the solution for this app. Um, I will be reading this again. All this stuff is subject to change as we will be doing it within the coding challenge. So. I'm going to read through this and then Mike and I'll just kind of talk after this. And this is like the first draft of this document. So take it with a grain of salt here, people. But here we go. So the situation. Reddit offers users a curated list of links, photos, and videos from all over the internet. This curation is done by a large community via a ranking ranking in brackets karma system and user comments which are also curated via the same karma system with such a large community spanning the entire globe reddit has become a haven for curated news from international news sources although not its official name we'll refer to this as quote-unquote reddit news throughout the document so reddit news is broken down into a variety of categories and sorting schemes in order to deliver what readers want to see generally the breakdown goes as follows so there are subreddits, and subreddits break down news in terms of region, so let's say country, continent, or even the whole globe. And then within these subreddits, there's various sorting methods that narrow down the news in a given subreddit. So these options are hot, new, controversial, top, and rising. Those sort the news articles within the subreddits to clarify that. So now we have the problem. So the problem is that Reddit news offers a similar problem to users that are that that users are finding rather on other social media networks. Even though Reddit isn't necessarily maybe a social media network, maybe you wouldn't classify it as that in the traditional sense, it's actually a community it's a community driven content comment and karma systems put it in the same realm of other social media websites available today. So just like on Facebook where you can comment on things and like it and, and react and that type of thing, Reddit has the karma and comment systems that kind of bring it in line with it. Although Facebook is more for like personal photos and you can post other stuff on there, but there, there's a clear difference if you're a Redditor, you can see, but there are several parallels, which is what I'm trying to get at. So the problem is with user distraction, straight up, plain and simple, user distraction. With so much content put on Reddit each and every day, it is very easy for a user to get lost on, on the front page or in a random unrelated subreddit somewhere when their original goal was just to open the app and read the news. And this distraction leads to time loss and sometimes results in the user missing out on reading the news entirely if they don't have enough time to spare after their distraction. They got five minutes, they open it up, they want to read you know, the news for their country, they realize, oh, there's like some sort of funny dog video or something like that on the front page. They, they go, they click on that. That takes up all their, all their five minutes. They, they look at the time they got to take off. They don't get to read the news. So they've been distracted and they wasted their time essentially. So in addition to this, a lot of news is now controversial these days. I'm not going to comment in, in detail on that type of stuff, but it is controversial these days. And as a result, there's like arguments and toxicity and all that stuff. And they all loom around the comment section on news posts. And this is not only on Reddit news. I'm not pointing the finger at Reddit news. This is on other news, news sites and anywhere you can really comment on news articles, Facebook, on the actual news outlets themselves, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. 
So this can actually sour a user's perspective perspective of a news story or just ruin their news reading experience and makes them feel makes them feel bad if, if they have a different opinion than the person in the comments, whatever. So our solution, our our proposed solution, is that we have we we want to make an app where users can simply read the Reddit news that they enjoy without having the distractions of Reddit as a whole. So we'll be cutting out things like the karma ratings, the user comments, and the unrelated subreddits. So users will simply be simply be able to go to the news that they want to read using the subreddits and sorting that they prefer. So this also cuts out the Reddit community's comments and possible toxicity, but it keeps the it keeps the valuable community curation of the various news news links. So the actual Reddit links in the order that they're in, in the subreddits that they're in, in the sorting that they're in, we're going to maintain that. That's a very valuable part of having a very large community at Reddit. But you're cutting out and really you're kind of distilling, you're distilling all that out kind of thing. You're straining it out. So our goal, to be plain and simple, our goal is to distill the value of Reddit news out of the distractions and the potential in the potential toxicity, excuse me. So literally take the toxicity, take the arguments and take the distractions and cut those out of you reading the news based on the community curated links. So now that's kind of where, where we're coming from this, that, you know, all of us have been distracted by the front page. All of us have been pissed off by a comment to be blunt. All of us have been, you know, we've had issues with this type of stuff on social media. We have issues with this on there and it shouldn't be affecting the news that you read. And so this is where this app comes in. So I'll kind of toss it now to Mike so he can kind of start talking about maybe some of the technical stuff for any comments he has. Yeah, uh, for sure. So I think one of the things when we were going through and trying to find a project um, that we can do in a kind of 24 hour or even like a 10, 12 hour period, uh, we chose Reddit because a, like you said, the curation is something that I I value personally, because I'm pretty heavy Reddit user. Um, And the other thing is that Reddit really is open with their API. And it's, it's almost like not an API, because it's a simple link you put in on any of the subreddits, you just put the kind of a dot JSON at the end of it, and it responds with a dot, a whole JSON of that entire Reddit subreddit. Um, so I think that combined with the fact that we kind of we're getting we're both getting tired of the toxicity and comments, and we're both getting tired of like the political, you know, sides and stuff like that, where we just wanted to kind of give users a, an option that people can just go in, look at the news, get out. Um, with the technology technology we have available, we wanted to do it in a day, so it kind of all worked out together in that sense. Um, so I think what 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 we should talk about right now, Matt, is what stack we are going to use. And we've mentioned this a couple times, but let's like nail it down and uh, move forward front with, with it. So the first thing is is that we want to make this a PWA, so a progressive web application. Uh, this will allow it to be. Uh, pretty much have native functionalities on iOS and Android. Now, from what I've read, the iOS native functionalities are limited as of right now compared to Androids. Um, but from what we needed, from what we needed to do, it doesn't really matter. It'll just like it'll make it look more like a a, a fully fledged application on iOS for us, and that's all we really care about. Uh, moving forward, though, if we were going to be doing any sort of user authentic or not user authentication, but if we're going to be doing any sort of file management inside of the application, any sort of, uh, I think, even push notifications or any sort of native functionality inside the app, uh, it doesn't seem that PWA functionality is fully there yet on iOS. So we would have to look at, at a different solution uh, for this application. I don't see that as being a problem. 
everything on Android works right out of the box. All the native functionality works no problem on PWAs. The you know add to home screen functionality works no problem. Uh, I've been using you know the Twitter PWA of probably for the last year or so and it's been doing great it's nice and lightweight and fast and i use it just because it's just it was such an easy add to my screen i didn't have to install anything don't have to worry about updates um so what it'll allow is pretty much the use of offline mode so if people you know before they jump on a plane if they were to to visit our application they could then be on the plane in in airplane mode and still view all the news that uh, was loaded previously in the application which is kind of cool um, I don't know if you have any comments on like if, if you're okay or not with the PWA still. Uh, any questions on the PWA, Matt? I think the PWA is a good idea. I think I think it's because we want people to be able to use this on their phone, but we also want people to be able to use this on their computer. And I think that a PWA, especially for a code challenge, a 24 hour code challenge is sort of exactly the route we want to go. The one question I do have is like, yes, of course, this requires Reddit. So yes, of course, it requires a data connection. And you were mentioning offline functionality. I don't think it would actually load those news articles though, right? Because our goal is to load those links and then those links go directly to where the news is just like Reddit does. Yeah, no, it's... uh, it, Okay, so no, you're right. It would not actually load those news links, but it'll load the titles, um, which ha- contain a considerable amount of information on Reddit. Uh, like if you go to the world news, uh, a lot of the titles contain like, you know, a, a fairly significant amount of stuff. Um, not that that's the only thing you should be reading. You should go and click on the links. But I mean, if you wanted to just quickly scroll through and look at the top news, you can get a lot of the, uh, you know, succinct information right there and then, uh, which is kind of the, the value that I think Reddit has. Um, so you can at least get that. The other thing we could technically do is we could preload uh, those links, I believe, so that even if like they were to open it up and, you know, it could preload a bunch of links, maybe the top 10 or something like that, and then they would be potentially available for for a person in offline mode. I believe that that's possible. Uh, don't quote me on that. Um, I'm not 100% sure, but I could definitely look into it if that's something you think is a good feature to have. Uh, I think that's it's an interesting one. One thing actually I will say is that I can see this if it gets any sort of popularity and people actually like it. I can see, you know, maybe this will be in day one, but I can see that we're already thinking of improvements, which is good. Like usually an idea will fall flat, in my opinion, if it has like a really basic version and we don't care to improve it. But that sounds like something that could be in an update as an improvement, not yep. a part of the code challenge. I mean, it could be, like I said, like, I don't know. We have to kind of see. But in general, you know, that could be a version 1.1 or whatever, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, okay, so one of the things in the code challenges, um, I think the first thing we should do, and this is probably part of the code challenge, is to lay out the features that we want 100% in the application and then have a list of nice-to-have features, kind of like a, a roadmap features, and maybe prioritize those as well. Because if we, you know, if we finish the application within like, a few hours, then we want to be able to have something that we can add into it and extend the code challenge a little bit, make the application a little more usable. So I think that's something that we're going to kind of like when we get to uh, the spot where we're going to be doing it, we're going to kind of spend a good hour or two maybe planning out the day before we get into actually coding. Um, yeah, think- like I'm going to be I'm going to try to bring I mean, it's been a really crazy week for both of us, but I'm going to try to bring 
wireframes there. At the very mm. least, I do have two designs in my head, so I can always just make them quickly because it's I'll be using Balsamic Cloud, and I don't need to use a prototyping software because it's a rather simple app. It's literally supposed to cut out all the stuff. Um, so literally, it'll just have a few buttons, and a lot of it hinges on that Reddit API, if you if we'll call it that Reddit that Reddit JSON thing. Um, so uh, I think I think maybe we should we should. Uh, continue our stack conversation because I think this is gonna. I think it'll draw out more of these issues and comments we have. So, like we were mentioning, you mentioned PWA. So then now, like, what will we be building that on? Do you think? Yeah. So I think we're gonna be using uh, something that we both kind of have started to integrate into our workflows, and that's uh, Vue.js. Um, so this may be slightly overkill for something like Vue.js, but I feel like a lot of it is reactive. Uh, if we ever want to do like live reloading, if we ever want to do, you know, infinite infinite scroll, which we might do, uh, I think Vue.js is great for that. Um, you know, the, the state management aspect of it, the, uh, the, the reactive aspect of it, just the building aspect. Like I was looking into just making like a webpack builder with babel in it and stuff like that but it seems to me that that would be more work than just get like run like spinning up a vue.js in the Vue cli uh which is the view uh, command line interface that they have built into vue.js which is a great functionality uh de- definitely worth checking out it, it has it's it makes it really easy to start a project and it makes it really consistent as well which i like uh so every time you start a project it's kind of the same thing over and over again now this is, this is all things you could make yourself and you could build into a, like a webpack config file um but the fact that we would have to build that webpack config and we're both not like fully versed in webpack makes me think that vue will just be the faster more efficient and better like for our own skills like our own prog- progression and skills uh to build this on so that that's kind of my logic for vue uh, i don't know if you had any comments on vue or not i, th- I think vue is good too because mm-hmm. i like the components uh, i like being able to just sort of make the different uh, i think they're called components right i'm not just yep. not crazy yep. okay no, that's right that's right um yeah so just just like being able to make like you know a news a news uh tile or whatever i'm going to call it just like in the HTML, all the things website, we had like the hub and then a collection box. And then there was like the different titles and stuff. And it's all broken down, but they can all call each other. I think this makes sense because we'll be calling like this content box, if you will, this news box over and over and over and over and over again. And we'll be like constantly, we'll be constantly doing that because it'll be, you know, as you scroll down more and more and more stories, essentially. Um, that's actually one thing we need to determine is how many stories we want to load, you know, a hundred or whatever. But mm-hmm. But yeah, um, I think that view is a really good idea. Um, I think that that's, we're familiar with it and we might as well do it. And unless you have anything else to say about view, I was going to mention something about the CSS part. Yeah, you can, you can go ahead. I think um, go with you. T- just cause it, just cause it sparked my, with familiarity. So we've mentioned in the past that we were going to do it in grid cause I'm learning grid. We've actually decided to probably do this in Flexbox again, not in stone, but it doesn't make sense to try to use a technology that I'm new to when there's a one that I'm used to so readily available, especially in a coding challenge. Um, obviously, like there's a value in learning CSS grid, but I'm not trying to learn something in this coding challenge necessarily. Like we will be kind of going on the learning train for the PWA and that type of stuff. Yeah, you're trying not to learn too much. Like you don't you don't want to make it the whole like PWA Vue.js is kind of still new for you and then on top of that with CSS grid, I feel like that would be kind of like a learning overload. You want to have some sort of like knowledge base 
that you want to like you know fall back on that uh makes this more comfortable for you yeah because it's like if 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 a project came to us like a client project came to us and we needed to use css grid i could you know work through it but this is like every every time i spend five minutes looking something up whereas i just know how to do it in flexbox is five minutes gone out of the challenge and it's just it just doesn't make sense it just doesn't make sense to do it so i think we'll be more than likely adjusting it to flexbox and you know using the skills i have in css uh vue.js of course like we said is new but i still know that enough but css grid i'm just getting started um so that's one adjustment for sure i think we'll be doing uh, but I think that points out a, an interesting thing is that we're not using some crazy UI builder. We're, we'll just be building a regular, essentially a regular web page in Vue.js with CSS and like some, some native CSS features and HTML. Uh, I, I don't think I'll be, I was going to say maybe I'll use SAS or something, but I don't even think it really needs it in this particular project. I don't yeah, believe it does. I, I agree with you there. I feel like SAS and less and all that... Um is really valuable and important to learn, but I feel it's it's more valuable as soon as you get to larger teams and you want kind of repeatable code environments and conform confirmation like conformity, um, and that's 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 the same thing I, I would say with TypeScript, which is a a typable version of JavaScript. Uh, so typing is is allowed, like type typecasting. Uh, that usually like, if you look, if you look it up online, people will, you know, rave about it and say like, oh, it's the next big thing. Uh, but the thing, another thing people say, and I agree with this is that it's not really required for someone doing like a two man project. Like if you're in a small team type TypeScript might not be for you because it does provide that, like have that overhead of a, you're going to have to learn it and B, you're going to have to kind of, it it is a little bit more complicated to write, which is a good thing because it should be a little bit difficult like it should be a little bit more clear uh when you're typing in javascript like when you're like you're putting in a you know is this a integer is this a you know a string is this whatever like uh, javascript is very loose with that and it's not very good in determining what everything is it kind of does its own thing um it, sh- it should be more clear uh but when you know what you're doing and you've worked with vars and lets and uh all that for your entire you know career it's not so bad but as soon as you bring more people on it can get confusing so it i think it's important in that sense i i would agree i would agree with that um it it, it kind of comes with the territory of like the big companies are bureaucratic and the smaller companies are more agile mm-hmm. it's because they don't necessarily need to fill out the paperwork and they don't necessarily need to write everything down in their project manager. I mean, admittedly, that's ideal, but that is overhead. So it's the same kind of thing, right? Technical overhead or logistical overhead or administrative overhead. Overhead is overhead. It takes time. And especially if we're doing a coding challenge and it's just us two, the person who's reading the news, chances are that they're not a web developer. And if they're using this app, they're not going to be like, man, it would have been easier if they used TypeScript. You know, they're, yeah. they're going to be like, oh, I can read my news from CBC or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, that's the whole thing. So I think, I think, I think our stack is good. Like, I think our stack is kind of locked down. Mm-hmm. I think we're, uh, we're going to be using digital ocean. I believe you said for the host as well. Yeah. We're just going to get like the basic plan on digital ocean to start off because of the scaling aspect of it. We don't really need a database. Uh, it's another thing I wanted to mention actually is I don't think we're going to do any kind of serious security on this because we're not going to, we're not going to do any login, at least for version one. So people won't won't need to log into their Reddit usernames. They won't need to log into like a separate like a separate username to manage the application. I think we're gonna do just kind of local storage, 
uh, and we'll, we'll store some cookies here and there on their local devices just for settings options and stuff like that. But other than that, it's going to be a full, you know, risk-free environment where we're not going to ask for any permissions that I know of, and we're not going to uh, force the user to have to put in passwords or anything. I, I, I don't think it's beneficial for this application if we're not going to allow them to uh, comment or we're not going to have that functionality. I don't think they need to uh, log in and and have to, you know, put another risk of putting in their credentials somewhere else. And I think that that almost is adding adding BS to the no BS news app, right? Yeah. You're adding like, oh, now I got to log in, but for what reason? You know, I'm not commenting. I'm not car- I'm not using the karma. And a lot of people that read Reddit news, and I don't have the numbers, but I would assume that they're just people that go to Reddit. I, be- I bet you a lot of people don't aren't logged in. I know that from subreddits I've been on, there's like 100,000 or 200,000 active people, let's say, and and the people will, will report 2 million unique hits. So mm-hmm. it's like such a small portion is actually a Redditor, if you will, or a person that's signed in. So like in this case, it's I think it's absolutely unnecessary. So And, and, and like yeah. everything's public anyway. Like we're not pulling anything that's private. It's like all public. Exactly. So it's like you want to you hack into our JSON? Well, that's the Reddit's JSON and that's public. So yeah. <laughs> and, I don't, and, and we're not really like – we're not um... – targeting the you know the typical redditor uh the person that wants to comment and that wants to participate in discussions those are that's not our audience uh, our audience is more the the person that just needs a quick fix of the like the news in you know and that's it like a quick fix of the curated news and uh that's a, that's about it like, yeah it, like it, this is a very this is a very minimalist app like if you're a minimalist this is probably if you're a minimalist and you like to read the news and you like the reddit curated news from multiple sources this is probably going to be the app for you i would say yeah for sure uh the one thing the only other thing i think that is a wild card for us is the ads we've mentioned this before so we want to monetize it with ads because uh well first of all we want to learn that second of all we need money too to be blunt um but uh the the only thing we don't haven't done is tested it. So we've we've if you've listened to previous episodes, we had like a we had to like confirm our our address or something like that. Excuse me, we had to confirm our address in the whole Google Ads thing because we're using Google AdWords or AdSense or whatever it's called. So we're using that service. We had to do like an address confirmation and all that stuff. So we've done that, and so our account is no longer administratively blocked in that way. We just have never put ads into this. This hasn't been approved. So maybe there won't be ads for a couple of days and whatever. Uh, that's the only real wild card. Like we have experience with at least every piece other than, so PWA and then AdSense, I guess, are the two wild cards, yep. I would say. And the one other thing I really want to bring up is what is our end game? So let's say, let's say we, you know, you make obviously the app, right? You make the app, it's working. It's designed the way we want. We test it on a few different phone sizes. We test it on a couple of resolutions. You know, we test it for an hour, let's say, whatever. It's working. It's fine. But we're missing, let's say, the ads and we don't have the hosting up. Is that a complete? Is that – like, like I mean, we're not – no one's scoring us. So, I mean, we can just say, like, we did this code challenge. We completed this app. But we're going to need an extra day to put it up. Is that considered logistical or is that considered something that should be in the code challenge? Like, what if we can't get ads – the first day can are we going to release it on the store because then all the buzz is gone like there's a question right there if if we have a big buzz you know we could be missing out on say a hundred bucks or something i don't know i'm just throwing well, numbers out there like what are uh, we gonna are we gonna release it or we want to say oh the app's done guys 
we're just going to release it next week, you know? I Well, I honestly, I think that the, the end game is to just have it hosted on the DigitalOcean platform as a PWA so that people can add it to their phone. That's the that's the end of the challenge aspect of it. After that, like you said, putting it on the store or whatever, that that's a that's an after we'll we'll have a discussion after the whole challenge about like where where to go with that, but like I think to be a su- completely successful challenge uh, or a successful challenge in any way, we should have it on the digital digital ocean platform with the features that we plan out at the start of the day uh in in you know not a not a buggy mess format um that's that's where i think it should be uh ads or no ads i don't think it matters too much as like if you want we could hold back on advertising it until the ads get out there but um i don't think like our i don't think it's going to matter too too much in, in, in any sense so yeah i i would i would agree like i i think i think that's a good goal too is mm-hmm. Is like I mean, at the end of the day, if if it's if it's one of those things where we need to put it out into production and have them approve the ad, like approve the site and then put the ads on anyway. Like I'm not trying to sound like I'm trying to, like I don't want to sound like the super capitalist here, where I'm like, no, I want money from everything. But like, I do want to monetize this because I do think this is a good idea. And like, obviously, we're a business, so we need to monetize. And I think that this conversation is important because I bet, like I, oh, I, I'm sure that people have had this type of conversation in the past, not necessarily relating to a code challenge. But like, you know, they've been like, do we release this because we're not approved for ads or do we release this before we get a sponsorship or whatever you're building? You know, that's a conversation to be had. But I think I think that's a good that's a good point to reach. I think that's a good one is you just we release it on on uh, digital ocean. So it's in production in some way. And maybe the app stores will be a roadmap item like we'll yeah. like you were saying, like maybe we'll do we either we'll write it down or just have a roadmap in our heads and then mm-hmm. we'll be doing it. Uh, actually saying saying stuff like that is like or to uh, to clarify is we're going to be doing like social media coverage on this hopefully we, again we've never done this we've never done the challenge never done pwa never done anything like this and we've never done social media coverage of something i'm not saying like ces coverage we're going to be live all day it ain't going to happen but we, we're going to be posting pictures and things that we're doing during this challenge uh hopefully some instagram stories Instagram's kind of our main platform, but we're we'll maybe post some stuff on Twitter and Facebook as well. Twitter more than likely. Uh, Facebook is kind of eh. Like I I just I haven't really found a place for our Facebook other than just posting stuff we're doing. So I mean, like there will be a post on there. But if you're looking for more, you know, if you're just like checking in on us throughout the day, uh, it'll be probably on Instagram for the majority of it, whether it be videos or photos or whatever. That's more than likely where they will be, because that's what we'll be doing it. And uh, we should announce the day, too. I don't think we actually announced the formal day. So we're actually planning on doing this on Monday, uh, January 14th. Now, this episode is being recorded as of the 11th of January. However, we don't know whether we want to release it as, like, a launch to the thing. So you might be listening to this actually on the 14th, and you could actually go and check out what we're doing right now. Um, Yeah, you should tell them where they can find us. Tell us where they can find. Oh, you mean like the actual social? The actual yeah, social exactly. Things. This is an unscripted episode, people. Clearly, yeah. it's a tidbit. <laughs> so yeah, so on Instagram, it's at HTML all the things. Uh, the same uh, or on Twitter, it's at HTML everything. And uh, if you just look us up on Facebook, uh, we're on there, of course. And 
uh, I I think really that I was gonna say Snapchat, but like we're not on we're not on nope. Snapchat. Clearly not nope. a scripted episode, people. Like I usually yeah. have a scripted ending, so I remember mm-hmm. all this stuff. But yeah, so you you can find us on Instagram at HTML. All the things you can find us there. Uh, if you're already following us there, that's great. Uh, and as always, if you want to support us, you can go to Patreon.com/slash/HTML. All the things to monetize this episode. <laughs> yeah. Talking about monetization. Monetize uh, everything. Monetize everything. Um, but yeah, I think I think that really covers it. So yeah, so basically real brace real 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 brace, real basic uh summary of what we're gonna do. We're gonna try to build this app. We're naming it as of right now the No BS News for Reddit app. That's gonna be probably released or it, it's gonna be released as a PWA. We've just discussed the stack. We wanna release it on the mobile stores, which is probably gonna be a roadmap item. As a part of the code challenge, we will be we will have some design, some or all design things done before, and the actual making of the app. So the actual, you know, me making me using the CSS and HTML and Vue.js, Mike using the Vue.js with all of his backend stuff and the the API or you know Reddit JSON calls, all that type of stuff. The creation of it itself will be done during that day. It's a 24-hour challenge. First time doing this, something's gonna go wrong. I'm just telling you now. <laughs> I'm just telling you right now that things, something's probably definitely going to go wrong. It's our first time. Uh, so we're just going through this right now. So yeah, so depending on when you're listening to this, depending on when we release this, we, the code challenge itself is going to be happening on the 14th. That's January 14th of 2019, in case you're listening to this way in the future uh, or way in the past somehow. A little bit of X-Files music. And um, I think that's really it. I think we've kind of really beat this thing to death. It's a pretty simple app. So... Unless you have any other comments, Mike, I think we can close out this tidbit because it's already at 30 minutes or around there. So, yeah. So, thanks for listening, everybody. Like I said, at HTML, HTML, all the things on Instagram, at HTML, everything on Twitter. We may be on Facebook. Just look us up on there, HTML, all the things. There's a page. You'll see us on there. Uh, I may be posting on there. But Instagram and Twitter will be the main ones. And we'll be doing this on the 14th of January, 2019. And it's a 24-hour challenge. And thank you for listening.